You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to Dropping In. A podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in today. This series, Series 5, is all about the shoulder season blues. I was feeling them, so I figured a lot more other people were feeling them out there. We have a global pandemic still on our hands. It is November 2021. I wanted to seek out some help in this series and help you and me feel a little bit better as fall hits us pretty hard this year. Let me introduce episode 45's guest that we will be dropping in with. This Whistler kid took on a huge feat of what seemed like school forever. 12 years of post-grad school is what I'm talking about. She is an outdoor enthusiast. Skiing and biking is where you will find her when she's not healing others. Her work has taken her around the world, practicing in Nepal, Seattle, Vancouver, and now Whistler, British Columbia, Canada. I'm a proud friend because this guest has honestly so much knowledge in her head. She has a master's of science. She holds dual licenses, both as a naturopathic doctor and an acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner. This Whistler kid knows what she's talking about. This daughter, friend, sister, naturopathic doctor and Chinese medicine doctor is also a Whistler kid. Let me introduce Dr. Chanel Smythe. Chanel Smith, are you ready to drop in? I'm ready to drop. I can't really call you Dr. Chanel because you're my friend, but you are a doctor. In my eyes, you're a double doctor. Oh, yes. Well, it's true. (laughs) I know. Um, Okay, so on dropping in, I start with 10 rapid fire questions that all my audience members know that it's not always rapid. So don't worry about that. But we're going to try. We're going to try to get through it. 10 rapid fire questions that you have not seen yet. You may. Yeah. 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 Fire okay. at me. Number one, if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? If I could go anywhere, it would be back to Bali for sure. So I, I had a trip to Bali like right uh, summer slash fall, right before COVID hit um, 2019. And I've been dying to get back there. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Never been really want to go. Yeah. Number two, what is your favorite season? Ooh, tricky. Um, I would say spring and fall. Probably not everyone's. (laughs) I love spring and fall, but if I had to choose one, it would be spring, late spring. Yeah, the best. Yeah. Yeah. We've been missing that on the mountain these uh, last two years. I know. Pandemic. I know. <laughs> okay, number three, big city or small town? Oh, small town for sure. Yeah, us Whistler kids, we're all about the small towns. Yeah. Number four, when people ask you how you're doing, do you give an honest answer? Ooh, um, I would have to say it depends on the person, yeah. I think. 
if it's a if it's a close if it's a close friend bud family usually pretty honest but if it's if it's more of an acquaintance I kind of keep it keep it light yeah yeah totally, totally. Yeah. I was the reason why I asked that because I stumble on it all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm great. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I know. I know. It's a funny thing, right? Yeah. It is. It's like yeah. an automatic answer most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, num- number five, how are you feeling about the global pandemic? Wow, that's a big one. It's a doozy. <laughs> yeah. Doozy. I mean, the, the layers, the layers of, of that are um, many. It's I don't feel great about it to, to sum it up. I think that it's been a really difficult time for, for everyone. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been challenging for sure. hundred percent. Good honest yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. I have, I mean, lots more to say about that, but I don't see rapid fire. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> challenging time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Number light, let's lighten the mood right now. Number six, what superpower do you wish you had? Photographic memory. No one's ever said that before. Yeah, I know that's not necessarily a superpower. Um, I, know I, I think it have, is. Some people have a photographic memory, but um, if I, I always said if I had a genie in a bottle and I had three wishes, one of those wishes would be a photographic memory for sure. Yeah. Well, but you did do 12 years of school. That might have helped. Well, yes, <laughs> but it would have been so much if I had a photographic memory it would have been it would have been so much easier yeah flying, flying would be pretty rad too though or yeah breathing underwater um but photographic memory is my top. yeah good three though no no awesome awesome okay number seven do you have a favorite practice that you do I mean you have 12 years of education naturopathic and also acupuncture is there like one thing that you can pinpoint that you absolutely adore doing to help others? Yeah. So in my, so, so clinically, like a a clinical modality, that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I think my, my heart is with acupuncture for sure. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's the whole, it's the whole thing. I mean, I think, um, the connection with the patient is, is major for me when you're able to connect and when people, you know, share their journey and what's going on with them and in their, you know, health realm, you know, and forth. And when we can connect on that level and they trust me to be there with them and to help them, it's, it's like my favorite thing ever. Um, But as far as modality, what I feel like I'm able to, to do with, with people, I love working with acupuncture. Love it. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Number eight, when you think of the shoulder season, what first comes to mind? Like a, like a quiet, like a, quiet. I think of a quietness. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Not in a bad way. It's just no, a slowing. That's like, yeah, that's also like a very Whistler kid answer because we live in a resort town and Dom mm-hmm. and I had talked about that, how like, you know, you just think no one in the village, <laughs> which is kind totally. of nice. I know it used to have this sort of eerie quality to it where now there, there isn't much of a shoulder season. I feel like, like yeah. compared to when we were kids where That's it was true. literally a ghost town. Yeah, totally. Or totally. like for like a two month. months, maybe. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Number nine, do you take supplements? I know. Oh Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. I mean, you've seen my, uh, I'm, well, I'm sure you've seen my setup. It's, um, yeah, I take after my father. We, we, uh, we take stuff for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, number 10, this is a pretty deep question. Okay. Do you get the seasonal blues? I have for sure. It's something that comes and goes, I would say. Um, but one of the things that I think has, has sort of mitigated that a bit for me is just understanding um, the season, actually. Yeah, <sighs> in and of itself. That was actually something I was curious to know if it was going to come up during the, um, during the session was just um, sort of aligning with nature, I guess, and that I feel like um, when we try to align against what's happening in our environment, it can lead to conflict a little bit, um, and that can in turn manifest as a seasonal blues, I think, um, a little bit. But of course, like, yeah, I mean, working with uh, certain nutrients and, um, yeah, has, has helped mitigate that, but I definitely have experienced that for sure. <sighs> That was our rapid fire. And I feel like it just is moseying on into the conversation on, on yeah. the, seasonal, on se the seasonal blues, because honestly, Dom was um, our first guest to talk about this in this series of shoulder season blues, because I was feeling awful. And I was like, put up a post on Instagram and the response was insane that everyone else yeah. was feeling the same way. And so that's why I'm doing this series is so that we can help others get a grip on what might help them um, to get over the seasonal blues or just digest them in a, in a better oh. manner. Um, so I love that you just said understanding the season. What, like, can you, like, can you give more of a description of that? I know you like getting out in nature and stuff like that, but like, it's pissing rain in Whistler right now. And I feel bad for you because I'm in Mexico and people don't really want to go outside. So like, what does it mean to understand the season? Yeah, totally. So, so this, I'm going to tie this back in with um, Chinese medicine a little bit. So one of the foundations of Chinese medicine is it's based off of uh, what you could call Taoist philosophy. So Taoism is, is a philosophy that um, it essentially means living in accordance with nature and so, and aligning with nature. And so when we look at the seasons and what, what's going on seasonally, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people really love summertime. It's like really high energy, high output, lots of daylight where we live. Um, but as we cycle into fall, particularly later fall, it's, it's a time of, of going inward. I mean, the leaves start to change and, and, everything shifts, everything sort of goes down inward, things, you know, die and go towards, you know, I say die, but they, they do. Well, the leaves um, are dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a, you know, more of a resting phase. And then winter is, is really a, a time of hibernation. And so, you know, when we talk about nature and living, living in accordance with nature, I think we need to, you know, pay heed to that in, in, certain regards so um again summer is really supportive to a high energy output time um fall we do want to start to kind of bring things in a little bit and sort of sh you know shut them down mm -hmm. um 
and not be operating at such a such a high level. It's just not supported environmentally. You see that with the daylight. You see that with the you know the temperatures and you know what's going on with the weather and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I think being more mindful of that of just hey, this is a bit more of a quiet time and that's okay. We don't have to be out there, you know, doing all the things all the time. That's tough, um, that's tough for Whistler people. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and I think that's something that comes up a lot because we're all on this, you know, type A spectrum here. You know, we're pretty, pretty hard driving, high achieving people here and, you know, love to do all the things all the time. But when we look at, you know, some of these, these principles that I just, just mentioned and we're looking at, you know, fall and winter and what energy we want to bring into that space and align with, mm-hmm. um, it is more of a quiet time. And I think when you can kind of entrain on that a bit, it it's less, um, you can kind of settle into that energy a bit more and it seems less, mm-hmm. um, like kind of going against the grain, you know? For sure. For sure. So like yeah. some of the things to do with, um, seasonal affective disorder, um, yeah. can lead, lead to, uh, in a sense, a seasonal depression, um, yeah. having little energy, bad sleep, weight gain. Um, and it's funny, I had Neville, right? He's a bobsled athlete on the last episode. And he was talking about um, pre-COVID, he, like, or in the beginning of COVID, he was feeling all of that. And I was like, dude, it's not like, I, I feel like it's the end of COVID, but who knows? And I'm like, I'm feeling it now. So everyone's kind of felt it at different times. Um, and he kind of explained this, like, seasonal depression in a way that I could understand it. And hopefully other people could understand it. It's like, you just don't feel like yourself anymore a little bit. You kind of lose yourself um, and stuff like that. So is there, um, is there any other way to describe it to people that may not understand what this state that they're in right now is? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, you know, as a medical practitioner, I like in that space, I start to look at different, different nutrients and health status and things like that to start to investigate, okay, why, why are we feeling that way? I mean, of course, you know, right now with, with COVID it's, it's very, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of fear, apathy, um, agitation, like we've, you know, been repressed for two years now, a lot of fear, um, as I just, as I just said, and, you know, and all the, all the things. So it's like, you know, that, that aside, you know, outside of, of COVID circumstances, definitely, uh, you know, seasonal stuff can come up, but in the clinical space, I start to look at things like, you know, vitamin D status, exercise. Mm-hmm. Sleep, Let's talk rest, about vitamin D. You know, Sorry. I'm going to cut you off and talk about vitamin D. Dom said you can't overdose yeah, on yeah, vitamin D. You can't. Um, you probably can. <laughs> I, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I was yes. like, does it get stored in your fat? It does. So, so vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. So we don't eliminate fat soluble vitamins in the same way that we do water soluble. So water soluble, once we reach our absorption uh, threshold, we eliminate any excess. Whereas with that's vitamin, like that would be like vitamin C that you just pee. Yeah, out. yeah. So that's okay. vitamin C, B vitamins, for example. Um, okay. So fat soluble vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin D, they yeah. do get stored in our system, particularly yeah. in the liver. So one of the reasons I like to test for vitamin D status and to see, you know, what, what our levels at are, you know, one for most of us living here in this Northern 
latitude, we don't get very much sunlight, you know, mm -hmm. on, a, on a, an annual basis. And so a lot of us tend to be low. Most of the vitamin D that we get is synthesized in our skin in response to sunlight. Mm -hmm. And um, vitamin I, told, I told you, listeners, she was smart. I'm just <laughs> saying, <laughs> this is great. Nerd alert. <laughs> um, so good. So sun, yeah, vitamin D is synthesized in our skin in, in uh, response to sunlight. Sunblock or sun sunscreen blocks that synthesis, which is something that a lot of people don't know. So that's something important to consider. Because yeah. um, a lot of people say, well, I'm outside all the time in the summer. I'm like, well, do you wear sunscreen? They're like, yeah, well, I'm like, okay, well, we're probably not getting adequate vitamin D. Fascinating, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so the next piece in terms of toxicity and, and levels, um, is that I want to test someone's level so that I know where we can where we can push the dose um, mm -hmm. because it can be toxic because it does get stored in the liver. Yeah. So yeah. that's something that we need to do our due diligence on and test those levels and make sure that we're not pushing things too high. I do like to see vitamin D at a particular level so that we are um, getting all the beneficial beneficial effects of vitamin D, which is like immune, you know, this really crucial immune system regulator. Yeah. Um, immune health, as I just said, immune health, but also mood, bone health, like all the things that vitamin D does, and, you know, has impacts on our, on our neurology as well. Um, so yeah, but it, it can be toxic. So okay. I, I, I would disagree with down there. <laughs> no, for sure. And, and you know what, in the podcast, she's like, she's like, she was like, that would be a naturopathic answer. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, good thing we have Chanel coming on. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then she also talked about magnesium. So like just talking about all the supplements that we can take. Magnesium is complementary to vitamin D. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they can, they can, you know, promote absorption in, in each other. Um, vitamin D has, has a multitude of beneficial effects and we use different forms depending on what therapeutic effect we want to have. Mm -hmm. So vitamin D um, is not, or sorry, magnesium is not well absorbed on its own. It has to be bound to an amino acid and depending which amino acid it's bound to kind of determines which tissue it's absorbed into. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the, you know, its relationship with vitamin D is that they, they do promote absorption mm -hmm. and complement okay. each other in the, in the system. Yeah. I love it. I mean, Honestly, if if you're, if you're questioning anything, go see Dr. Do Dr. Chanel and, <laughs> and or Dr. Do go see both of you. So great. So, so supplements, is there anything else that people um, should be taking? Is there some things that maybe shouldn't be taken at the same time? Or is that just like something that you need to take and talk to your own doctor about? I mean, everyone's, yeah, everyone's different. I think, um, I think it's definitely worth having an assessment to see what's mm -hmm. going on with you. I think it's really easy to, um, you know, Google, Google, Google doctor yourself and, you know, get info and, and that, I mean, it is a great resource to research certain things, but I do caution against it. Cause I think it is important to have a, an appropriate assessment by a, a medical professional, um, to see yeah. what's going on with you because there's, you know, fatigue or low mood can be caused by so many different things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yes, maybe vitamin D is at the root of it. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's low neurotransmitter levels, like a lower serotonin level. Maybe it's a low dopamine level. Maybe there's something going on in the gut. Maybe iron's low, maybe thyroid's low. And so 
you know, these are all the things that when someone comes in and we take a comprehensive health history that we, we look at and it's like, what, you know, what's at the root of that for you? Mm-hmm. And then we address that, you know, appropriately. And yeah. how long is a consult with a naturopath? So, uh, so my initial consult is, is an hour, a little over an hour. And so we talk about the primary, your primary health concerns, um, you know, really unpack those, get all the details. And then we go into a full comprehensive health history, um, checking in on all your other foundational systems, um, and, and factors for health. And then from there, we you know, come up with a game plan to, to come to the root cause of what's going on. I mean, you had me at hour. I go, you go to the normal doctor and you're like, you have 15 minutes. You can only talk about one thing. There's nothing else. And you have to book another appointment. Oh yeah, oh, totally. I don't know how to do it. It's like to assess, diagnose and treat. I mean, I even sometimes find it challenging in an hour. I'm like, there is so much more yeah. that we could dig into and, and look at. It's yeah. Cause every, everyone's different and everyone has their own you know, everyone is their own little ecosystem um, mm-hmm. and we want to figure out what's going on for you. It's, it, it really is like N of one medicine. It's so it's, which takes time. It's hard. I, I totally, yeah, it's hard. That would be yeah. really difficult. Have 15 it's, minute appointments. it's just so nice that you look at the whole health of someone. And, and I, yeah. and I think, I think naturopathy is amazing. I think the combo of everything works so well. Um, and back to like shoulder season blues, is there any other tips that you might have for, for really anyone that's dealing with these at, at, at any point in time? Yeah. So Something that um, people can can look at and work with is uh, like full spectrum light therapy. I don't know if you've ever dabbled with that. So that's something um, immediately upon waking. They're they're called light boxes or seasonal affective disorder lights that you can you know there's they're everywhere. Um, now you can buy them on Amazon and so on and so forth. Um, or maybe not Amazon because you know go to your local store or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> buy local, my um, friends. Yeah, yeah, I local. And um, so basically what full spectrum light therapy does is it uh, it improves on your cortisol awakening response. And so that's something that uh, is really important for our energy regulation, our stress response, um, a, a immune response, like a ton of different things. It's also the light therapy also really helps with circadian rhythm regulation, which is something that can come up for people if there's a ton of, um, what is circadian rhythm? Yeah. So our circadian rhythm is, is basically our sleep wake cycle. So our body, uh, is in a rhythm of, of wakefulness and then needs to go into a state of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, melatonin is a key factor in that melatonin is a hormone that's synthesized in the pineal gland and the brain. Um, a number of things affect melatonin. So for example, like blue light, this is something that comes up yeah. with my patients. Dom and, so, I, Dom and I touched on that. Be off your phone by 7 PM. You can totally. watch TV because I mean, TV doesn't admit blue light. Well, we, so the thing, <laughs> yeah, it's tricky now because we're all such screen junkies, you know, like yeah. we're, we're on our phones, we're on our, you know, whatever until the time we go to sleep, but that blue light blocks the, um, our body's production of melatonin. Melatonin is crucial for us to pivot into a sleep state. So mm-hmm. if we're blocking melatonin, we're not, or our body's not shifting into a sleep state. So we're seeing yeah. a lot of, um, I see a ton of sleep issues in patients, um, 
sleep deprivation, like people just don't sleep very much. And as, as we bring it back to, you know, some of these principles of living in accordance with the seasons and fall and winter in particular, are just times that we should be sleeping more. I mean, we, um, ideally, if, you know, if we thought of ourselves as animals and that were, you know, non-nocturnal animals, mm-hmm. we would be waking and going to sleep with the light mm-hmm. of the environment. And so when you think about how much you know, we'd be sleeping so much. I know, so much. <laughs> like, how good would we feel? We'd be like amazing. Um, wow. But not practical. <laughs> Unfortunately, like let's barely like, you know, 12, wait. 13 hours a night. You know, let's wake up in the dark and go to bed in the dark. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But those are some things definitely being mindful of screen time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the light box, it's well, well researched, studied for seasonal affective disorder and the seasonal blues. Um, and is that a specific light bulb that is in it that emits something? And yeah, you just so touched a, on it, it. It's full spectrum light. Yeah, is basically what it is. Because there's lots of different different lights, you know, but there's- like It's not like it's, just waking up to a light bulb that you have. It's No, no, it's like a therapeutic light source. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what you want to do is uh, as soon as you wake up, have it- um, be exposing your eyes like really getting that in your in your the the sphere of your visual system um for 30 minutes as soon as you wake up that's a long time it's a long time (laughs) is that like meditation time what are you supposed to be doing during that time just looking at the light well yeah ideally like that would be you know the perfect scenario is you wake up drop into a meditation you have your light you know your light box going yeah but some people will just have it, you know, when they're making breakfast, they'll have it on the counter. I mean, obviously like, you know, the creme de la creme or, you know, best way of doing it would be yeah. to, you know, sitting there and have it right there, but. Namaste. Yeah. Major namaste, but like not, not super practical. I fully respect everything you're saying in the sense that like pay attention to nature and yes. it's getting darker out. So just chill the fuck out, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Slow our roll, you know, just slow the, slow the roll. It's slow so it. much, so much easier said than done. Well, exactly. I mean, totally. It goes back to that, like, you know, when I'm, I'm right, right in there, you know, know. we Me all, too. we all are just like, go, go, go. And, um, but I think when you are more mindful of that and, and, really like feel into that space it doesn't feel like you're it just feels better you kind of Mm -hmm. like that alignment and that understanding helps to sort of move through some of those feelings a bit more of like yeah it is a quieter time that's why I feel quieter and you can kind of come come to peace with that instead of going against it and being like shit like I'm you know kind of tired and it's dark and and like like you can understand it a bit more and and feel feel okay about it because it is yeah it's it's a rhythm it's so important and like you really just kind of put it in line for me to understand yeah um because honestly like I was crying at night and I was like what the heck is wrong with me you know you're going through all these emotions like should be doing more but honestly it's dark out what else am I gonna do you know? So yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that. Be one with nature and understand what's going on. Um, any, any other little tidbits for people out that are there that are listening or watching? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think, I mean, again, like, of course it's, 
appropriate to have a you know an assessment with a healthcare pra practitioner but there's other things that we work with like nutrients to support um serotonin nutrients to support liver so function are you talking like function, food mood, or, or supplements are you talking food supplements, or supplements? supplements yeah so if i was to work with serotonin specifically which is our happy neurotransmitter dopamine is very linked with with mood as well and and low dopamine levels can can manifest as a lower mood as well. Um, but serotonin is usually the first one that we look to. We have certain nutrients that we, that we look to in supplement form to work with that. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't want to, you know, necessarily recommend, I do have my little arsenal of, of guys that I, that I tend to recommend in, in this yeah. space, but those are some, those are some big ones of just, yeah, maybe bringing the, the activity down a little bit. Um, just, just, honoring the time and the space and the quiet, getting the sleep cycles on board, moving more towards cooked foods. Um, yeah, these are, again, more Chinese medicine principles, but mm -hmm. it just, yeah, we want to stay warm, be a little bit more quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And then of it. course, like support, support nutrient status, you know, if that's, if that's something that is required or indicated. So awesome. Chanel, one with nature. Um, <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to come book in with you or just find yeah. you online as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm at the beautiful Creekside Health in, in Creekside and Whistler, and uh, which the, the beautiful Dom Valet is one of the owners. So I know you just chatted with her. Love her. Yeah. And um, so I'm here full time Monday to Thursday. And uh, so you can find me on the Creekside Health website. I also have my own website, drchanel.ca. Um, more info about me and my background and the specific modalities that I work with. But most of the info is on the Creekside Health site. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, Chanel yeah. Smythe, Dr. Dr. Chanel Smythe. Thank you so much for dropping in with us today. Thanks, I'm so, I'm so stoked on this. I'm so happy I finally, I finally made it. It's been a long time coming. I know. I wanted you on the Whistler Kids series, and I got you on the seasonal blues. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for dropping in. If you want to watch this podcast, head over to YouTube. Follow Dropping In on Instagram and Facebook at Dropping In with Mercedes. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music, and my mom for the intro voice. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. 
I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.